Hello and welcome. You're listening to Patient Talk Podcast, delivered to you by Omni Health Insights. My name is Fatma Bas, and in this month's episode, we will be looking back at some of the most important stories in healthcare you might have missed. The 2021 edition of the Patient Safety Congress brought together healthcare speakers to discuss patient safety beyond COVID-19 presenting on innovations within infection control, CSSD, and patient safety, among other key trends. In this report, produced with a contribution from BD, we share perspectives from healthcare leaders speaking at the 2021 event on lessons learned from the pandemic and what the future has in store. Topics include building safety cultures within health systems, harnessing data-driven insights, integrating AI, and importantly, preventing the next pandemic. In 2018, prostate cancer was the second most common malignancy after lung cancer in men globally, with over 1.2 million new cases and over 350,000 fatalities. According to WHO, presently there are 1.41 million cases worldwide. Dr. Aftar Bhatti, consultant urologist, Dawam Hospital, part of Abu Dhabi Health Services company Siha, Dr. Hossam al consultant and lead urologist, and Dr. Omar Al-Darwish, consultant urologist from Fakhi University Hospital, discussed how diagnostics and treatments have changed through innovation. Dr. Hossam al says, In the past, detection and diagnosis were through ultrasounds and biopsies. However, now there is a prevalence in using MRIs. MRIs are beneficial for diagnosis, staging, and follow-ups for patients with prostate cancer. We use MRIs now in almost all patients before the biopsy of prostate cancer as it can detect nodules as small as 5 mm in the prostate. It also stratifies the nodules from benign or cancerous. December 1st marked World AIDS Day. A recent study published by BMC indicated precautionary measures such as physical distancing, community services being on hold, postponement of health appointments and loss of employment were probable factors in patients experiencing social isolation, financial uncertainty, and interruption of antiretroviral adherence. In addition, WHO states that many countries have the risk of stockouts of antiretroviral medicines due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Solutions guided by technology such as electronic and other new media technologies known as eHealth can help with large-scale information distribution and effective HIV care and preventive activities as well. For treatment and prevention, there has been a proliferation of technology-based delivery methods, including electronic e-health and mobile m-health technology approaches. Mobile and other new electronic technologies, commonly referred to as e-health, are appealing instruments for health and communication and HIV intervention innovation. In 2020, we unveiled in our last Africa Health Report how the pandemic has accelerated telemedicine's adoption across the African continent, while big data was also seen by industry leaders as a major opportunity to make much-needed healthcare system changes. In this year's report, produced with AWS, we share perspectives from healthcare leaders speaking at Africa Health 2021, an online event brought by Informa Markets on 25th to 29th October 2021 on key lessons learned from the pandemic in Africa and how the industry should be reshaped. Their insights revealed a particular emphasis on bringing stakeholders together and enabling innovation flourish on the continent through leveraging data, implementing policies and harnessing the private sector, among other measures. 
In an important move for foreign companies, the Chinese government has announced that foreign suppliers shall get equal treatment in all government bids, including medical equipment. Sari, healthcare technology analyst at Omde, explains more. On October 26, 2021, the Ministry of Finance issued an official notice titled "Circular of the Ministry of Finance on Implementing Related Policies Concerning Equal Treatment to Domestic and Foreign Invested Enterprises in Government Procurement Activities." According to the notice, government bodies must not discriminate against foreign suppliers for government procurement. If their products are produced in China, all products produced within the territory of China are entitled to having equal access to government procurement activities, regardless of suppliers being domestic enterprises or foreign invested enterprises. To ensure fair competition between domestic and foreign invested enterprises, no limitations shall be imposed. To suppliers, in terms of the ownership, organizational structure, shareholding structure, the nationality of the investors, product of brands, and other unreasonable conditions in the process of government procurement activities, the only exceptions are for procurement related to state security. On October twenty-sixth, twenty twenty-one. The Ministry of Finance issued an official notice titled "Circular of the Ministry of Finance on Implementing Related Policies Concerning Equal Treatment to Domestic and Foreign Invested Enterprises in Government Procurement Activities." According to the notice, government bodies must not discriminate against foreign suppliers for government procurement if the products are produced in China. All products produced within the territory of China are entitled to having equal access to government procurement activities. Regardless of their suppliers being domestic enterprises or foreign invested enterprises, to ensure fair competition between domestic and foreign invested enterprises, no limitations shall be imposed to suppliers in terms of their ownership, organizational structure, shareholding structure, the nationality of investors, product brands, and other unreasonable conditions in the process of government procurement activities. The only exceptions are for procurements related to state security. Managing the rise of infectious diseases and how they are contributing towards driving the Middle East and Africa clinical laboratory services market will be just one of the hot topics on the agenda as participants gather for the next edition of MedLab Middle East, which takes place at the Dubai World Trade Center from 24th until 27th January 2022. The growth of the Middle East and Africa region's clinical laboratory services highlights a marked increase in the cases of infectious diseases. Combined with increasing demand for timely and accurate diagnosis, which is stimulating innovative methods of clinical diagnostics, clinical microbiology laboratories have had a pivotal role during the COVID-19 pandemic and will remain front and center as new variants are identified. We are delighted to be hosting renowned specialists in this field, such as Dr. Ziad, who will be able to provide expert analysis on topics such as the immunology of SARS-CoV-2. And how laboratory tests are improving to support the clinicians and their diagnosis, says Rijoy Panisarada, conference director for Informa Markets.